um, one of the most significant, if not the most significant time in the history of mankind. God sacrificed for us to redeem us. I, I want to I share on an act of worship. What, what is worship? In light of what is coming. Some, some say worship consists of everything that a Christian does, including involuntary actions like sleeping and, and blinking and breathing. For many, worship is singing. Or maybe coming together to sing or to hear a sermon or to pray together. We often say we come to church to worship. Now, biblically, worship is more than what happens on a Sunday. It can include all these activities that we do on a Sunday. But originally, it started with something um, often misunderstood in our modern times. But I guess this morning, I do not want to try and define worship from a human perspective, but from God's perspective. Ultimately, it's God who defines worship, for worship is unto Him. And therefore, when we, we ask this question, what is worship? I want us to um, prayerfully consider what the Scriptures say to us and, and apply that in our lives. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You that we can come together this morning to worship You. Lord, I pray that you will teach us what it means. In Jesus' name. Amen. God defines worship through his written word. And um, it's interesting when you, when you read the word of God, there is no explicit definition of worship. And, and so we have to look at the original language and the example of those who worshipped God. The example given to us of worship in the word of God defines for us more clearly what worship is than a definition given. The basic premise of worship is a deliberate action in reverence towards God. It's a deliberate action in reverence to God. Something that we knowingly do towards God. It is a deliberate action mindful of God. Directed to God. Now biblically if you look at the words used for worship. It can vary from literally lying prostrate before the Lord. To making a sacrifice on an altar. Or to do something unto God. Mindful of God. The way we live. The actions that we perform mindful of God and unto God. Or the actions not done, mindful because of God. All these things can be worship. All singing is not worship. But when we sing as unto the Lord, it becomes worship. When we sing mindful of God, unto God, it becomes worship. And the more mindful we are when we sing, as an example, the more mindful we are of God when we sing, the deeper worship becomes. It's amazing. 
We can sing the tunes or we can focus on the words that we sing. And worship can become more deeper. But worship has always been unto God. It is not the actions per se that counts, but the heart and focus behind our worship. And we see that in Cain and Abel's example. Both made a sacrifice, but one was accepted and one was rejected. Worship can involve different actions, but central to it is faith, humility, and thanksgiving. That is worship. Faith, humility, and thankfulness. In Colossians 3 verse 17 we read, And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So going to work is not worship. But deliberately going and doing at work as unto the Lord, mindful of Him in the way we do work, can become worship. And so worship can be many things. But one central theme of worship that we find in the Bible, in the context of many things that it can be, one central theme of worship throughout the scriptures is bringing an offering to God. Making a sacrifice, bringing something of value to God. A central theme of the Old Testament and the gospel is sacrifice. Bringing an offering. The very first example of worship after the fall is Cain and Abel. Bringing a sacrifice to the Lord. We read in Genesis 4 verse 1 to 5. Now Adam knew his wife. And she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have begotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. And now Abel was the keeper of sheep and Cain the worker of the ground. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. This is the first example of worship unto God. And this example was bringing an offering. An offering as a sacrifice to God. A sacrifice always entailed bringing something of value. Bringing something of value to God in faith, but also in thanksgiving. It's an action proclaiming faith in God's existence. Because the offering was made unto God, proclaiming in faith... That God exists and therefore the offering is made unto him. And that also, not only that he exists, but he's the, wor- he's the one who can and does hear our requests. Like we so powerfully heard in these testimonies and words this morning, God hears us. And so man always approached God with a sacrifice in faith, not just in his existence, but that he is able To hear us. And that he responds to our prayers. He provides and delivers. Cain and Abel both gave from the produce of their labor. It had value to them. That's what they brought to God. In the garden of Eden before the fall. Man was given instruction to tend to the garden. But but everything was already provided for. (laughs) 
They didn't need to work to eat. They need to work as worship unto the Lord in obedience. But everything was provided. After the fall, work became hard. With thorns and pests, no harvest was guaranteed anymore. It wasn't a guarantee. It wasn't already provided. And so whenever there was a harvest and a produce, any farmers here? Whenever there is a harvest, we are grateful and thankful. We are not taking it for granted. And, and so their response was in their increase, a heart of thankfulness towards God. Cain and Abel understood this. Cain offered in his abundance and Abel of the firstborn of his flock. There was a difference between the two offerings. The one was rejected and the other one was accepted. Hebrews 11 verse 4 speaks of this. By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain. Though and through, through which he was commended as righteous. And God commending him by accepting his gifts. Abel gave in faith of his firstborn of his flock without assurance of the rest of the increase. And Cain gave out of the abundance of what was already harvested. The one did in an act of faith, and the other one through sight. Is there anyone who's ever farmed with sheep here today? <laughs> Any sheep farmers? No one? There's a difference in the firstborn of a flock and the full increase the firstborn is those who first came forth and from that in faith that the rest will still come no assurance of what will happen it was given in faith the other was given from sight came from the abundance you already collected and here we see the first example of the concept of first fruits first fruit of a harvest represented that not just the first portion, but it represented the best. And but powerfully, it represented faith. Thank you, God, for already providing. I know you will continue to do so. The first act of worship from Noah, stepping out of the ark, was to make a sacrifice. We read of this in Genesis 8. But so powerfully, when Noah stepped out of the ark, he took one of every of the clean animals. There was a limited supply of animals. And Noah took one of every one. In faith. Worshipping God. And God responded, if you look at the last verse, verse 21, if you go on. God responded in his heart towards the sacrifice. And he said in his heart, I will never destroy man again this way. First the sacrifice was made. God accepted it as a sweet smelling aroma. And then he said in his heart, I will never destroy man again. God responds to an offering. 
Later on, God called Abram out of his own country to a promised land he has not seen, a promised land that he will give to his offspring. And after traveling to this land in obedience, obedience similar to worship is a deliberate act mindful of God in faith and humility. And so obedience can also be worship. But that's another sermon. As Abram walked through this promised land and he saw everything that God promised, he made an altar and he offered to God. And God responded to him with a promise. He stepped out of an obedience. God made a promise and Abram responded with an offering. Genesis 12 verse 7, we said, And the Lord appeared to Abram and says, To your offspring I will give this land. And so he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. God provided for and blessed Abram. And when Abram was caught in a war against four kings, God gave him the victory. And Abram responded to that victory by giving a tenth of all his spoils. Acknowledging that it wasn't in his hand that he conquered. And the spoil that was granted was not his provision, but God's provision. Acknowledging God. And so here we see the first instance of a tithe given to God. In response of faith and acknowledgement and thankfulness. This sacrificial giving of a tenth became the standard of giving towards God. And centuries later, 430 years later, was enshrined by the law as a standard of giving. But also seen by God as his portion. His possession for the work of the temple, the priests, and ministry. And then later on in Malachi, we see this being reinforced when God said, you have robbed me. And, and man's response is, how is it possible that we can rob you? And God says the following, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with the curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And now try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. Will I not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it? And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in its field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you shall be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. And so the tithe is not just acknowledging God, but God says it is mine. To invest, to partner with me in my work on earth. And Jesus so powerfully when asked about tax said, you must give Caesar what is Caesar's and God's what is God's. Matthew 6, Jesus says, Therefore where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And so in giving to God an offering is also a reflection of where our treasure is when we give what is of value to God, what is of value to us. And it's always been a symbol of putting God first before everything else of value in our lives. Starting with an increase of an of an harvest to the giving of a tithe. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. 
So later on in the life of Abram, testing him, God asked him to sacrifice his only son. It is there that we find the word worship for the very first time in the Bible. It is the first mention of the word worship when God called Abram to sacrifice his son. And we read it in Genesis 22 verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abram and said to him, Abram, and he said, here I am. And then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, who is valuable to you. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. And then later on in Genesis verse 4, 22 verse 4, On the third day, Abram lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. And Abram said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go there and worship and come again to you. We will go and worship God. The first mention of this word. Abram's sacrifice was worship. Abram's worship was intentional. And God responded. God responds to worship. Verse 12 we read, and he said, Do not lay hand on the lad, nor do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Verse 16, God said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and the sands which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. God responds to giving of an offering, obedience and worship. But giving an offering and a sacrifice is not just from man to God. Earlier someone brought Isaiah 55. It speaks about God sacrificing for us. So sacrifice is not just man towards God. It is God towards man. God gave his only son as a sacrifice, an offering for us. The Lamb of God sacrificed for our sins. We read in Hebrews chapter 10, if I had time I would have done the chapter, but I'll do this one verse. But that, by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. The Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He was slain for us, offered as a sacrifice for our sins. It was intentional. It was valuable. It was the first fruit of God. 1 Corinthians 15 we read, For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. 
but each one in his order. Christ, the first fruits, and afterwards those who are Christ that is coming. This sacrificial giving of God led to our salvation, our justification, and our redemption. Eternal life with God. Christ gave his own life for us. God sacrificed his own son for us. God is a giving God. And he expects us to respond to his sacrifice. With Easter coming this weekend, let us consider our response to God. Firstly, in our faith towards him. Secondly, with thanksgiving, giving our lives to him. Because he gave his life for us. As Romans says, Romans 12 verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, a sermon on his own. We respond first in faith, second with our own lives, and thirdly, responding in our giving. From next Sunday, we will have an opportunity every Sunday to bring an offering. And I want us to always consider it as we sing, as we worship, consider the words. The more mindful we are of God in our worship, the deeper it becomes. In our giving, the more mindful we are unto God, the deeper the worship. And even though most of us tithe online electronically today, please be mindful when you do. That's why a tenth is a tenth, because you can't give it without being mindful of it. Because it will affect your budget. But even in our offering that we bring on a Sunday, do not do it out of obligation. But of thanksgiving, mindful to the Lord. Let us consider again this year our hearts in giving, of tithes, of offering, but most importantly, let us consider our giving of our lives. Let us be mindful every morning. When we start our day, let's start it with thanksgiving in faith and humility before God. Let's go about our day mindful of Him. Mindful of Him. Doing and not doing as unto Him. So that our lives will become a living sacrifice for Him. And through that, God will respond, not just by blessing us, but others will come to us, asking us, why are we so different? <laughs> and we can answer him, why? Because of the grace of God. Amen. I want to ask the ushers to hand out the elements of communion, and I want us to take a moment and just reflect on God's word this morning. Let us reflect on two things. First, his sacrifice, his offering for us. What he has done for us for sending his son to die for us. It's the power of communion when we partake of his sacrifice. We not just partake of it, the Bible says, 
It is a reminder for us of what He has done for us. And as we are reminded of it, we in worship, we can partake of it. If you are here and you are not a believer, please do not feel pressured to partake in something that is holy. But for those of you who believe, let's do it in faith. Let's do it mindful of Him. Because in that, it becomes worship. The more mindful we are, the deeper the worship. So as we receive these elements, let us wait for one another. I'll pray for us. And let's worship the Lord as we do so. While we wait, why don't you just close your eyes. And just in your own words, just respond to the Lord before we partake of communion. Let's thank Him in faith, in humility, for His sacrifice for us. Yes, Father, we thank you that this morning we can come together. Is there anyone we have missed? Anyone who still needs some bread, some wine? Father, thank you that we can come to you this morning and be mindful of what you have done for us. What you gave us. What you sacrificed. It was not silver and gold. It was the precious blood of your son. It was not an animal. It was you, Lord. You became flesh and you became a sacrifice. You were obedient and in love you were willing to give yourself for us. Lord, as we eat this bread, let us not forget the value and the cost of your sacrifice. Let's eat together. Just thank him in your own words for his sacrifice.
is Lord, as we are mindful at the cost of your sacrifice, we are also reminded of what it was meant to do. It was meant to set us free, to redeem us, to deliver us, to give us eternal life and to give us hope, to give us joy. Lord, thank you that we can also in faith rejoice in our salvation. Thank you, Lord. It wasn't through our own works, but yours. It was the blood of Christ that cleanses us, that redeems us, that saves us. It was for the joy set before you that you endured the cross. And Lord, so we can too, for the joy set before us because of what you have done through your blood, partake of what you have given us. And Lord, we can surrender our lives to you. Lord, you gave your life for us so that we can respond to you in faith by giving our lives to you, to live for you. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will grant us the grace to live for you. Show us, teach us, help us, Lord, in our weaknesses, in our frailty, Lord. Give us your strength. Give us your grace so that we can live for you, so that we also will become a living sacrifice for you, Lord. Holy and acceptable to you. Help us to live in a way that brings glory to you. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's drink together. I want us to stand and we're going to conclude in worship. And, but I also want us to respond as we stand together. and We're just going to worship the Lord. Let's be mindful of Him, but I want, I want to honor the words that is given. And if, if there's somebody here today that have sickness in your body, we want to pray for you. If there's somebody here today that is in need of God's deliverance, we want to pray with you. So as we worship, we're going to give an opportunity for those who need prayer to come forward. I want to ask the facilitators to also come forward when we start worshiping. But most importantly, if you're here today and you have not responded to the ultimate sacrifice for your life, to give you an opportunity to respond to God. The greatest miracle is when a sinner comes to repentance. The greatest purpose of Christ's coming is when somebody responds and say, Yes, God, I want to accept your sacrifice at great cost for my life. That is the most precious thing to God. And if you're here this morning and, and you feel you're not assured of your salvation, you have not responded to God or you drifted away from Him and you want to come back to Him and to accept the sacrifice and it's blessing when you do so, I want to also give you an opportunity to come forward with the rest. So let's just worship the Lord. Let's sing together and if you need of prayer for healing or deliverance or salvation, please come forward. Facilitators, you can also come forward now. Let's just do that. Come forward now and we're going to pray with you. Minister with you for healing, deliverance, salvation. Please come forward and we're going to minister as we sing together. Let's just worship the Lord.